is the number one community in the world that you can't get back once it's gone. Time. So I will keep this brief. I'm Muthita Banu, a time efficiency expert and a business operation strategist, who is as known as the Time Queen. Welcome to my Get Unstuck Radio. Running a business can be very overwhelming at times, especially in the first few years when you are required to wear hats and do other things. You started your company because you had a vision that almost every business owner has when they begin. You wanted freedom, true freedom. So you are in the right place to help you build and grow your business that support your lifestyle, not the other way around. Without further ado, let's get unstuck. Stagnation today. Um, I want to share with you one of the reasons that I do this podcast. You know, I want everyone to live their life the way that they really want, and to have a career or to have a business that really support your lifestyle is something very important to me and dear to my heart. So today, our guest, um, her name is Joanna. Ovalho, and she is a former banker turned into career and mindset coach who helps women define and achieve career happiness. So we're going to talk about career path, career change, how to be happier in life, and also living in your own terms with professional goals. Um, Yeah, that's basically it. So if you are someone who have doubtful mind, couldn't make a decision whether which path to go further, this podcast is for you. So please welcome with me, Joanna. Thank you so much for joining Get Unstuck Radio today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, I know. So before we started to your coaching career, I want to know how you start your entrepreneurial journey though. Sure. So I'm, uh, so my background is I'm Portuguese and I've actually lived kind of my life until I was 24 in Portugal. So I've studied there and since I was really, really young, since I can remember myself really, I wanted to be a banker. So that was my thing. Uh, yeah, so, you know, because of that, I studied uh, economics, took an economics degree back in Portugal, but always with the goal of moving to London, the financial mm. capital of Europe. That was my big, big thing. So I did exactly that, studied, moved to London, got a job in banking uh, and worked in banking for over 13 years. Um, and at the beginning, I must say, I loved it. Right. I absolutely love the, you know, putting on a suit every day, going like, I don't know what people call it, like a sardine in the tube in London, you know, like really squished in. I love that. Love the long hours. You know, I love the going out for drinks out of work, like everything. Like I was living my dream life. Um, but then I don't know, something kind of inside of me changed and I cannot really put my finger on it and exactly what changed or I don't even know the exact date that it changed but with time I started to feel a really big disconnect between me as a person and the work that I was doing uh, I felt like I didn't have a lot of impact into people's lives uh, I felt that my work was useless I didn't feel like the value of my work anymore and it's not like the job itself has changed you know or the corporate environment has changed none of that I was very lucky in terms of the colleagues I had, the managers I had, always had, you know, big promotions. So I was doing really well on paper. Um, it's just the fact that somehow it just didn't feel for me anymore. 
And one of the big things that I wanted to change about my life was actually having control of the hours I was working. You know, um, I started to realize that people have loads of different jobs. People can go out during the week. They, you know, working from nine to five, closed in an office, almost glued to a desk and a laptop is not the norm for everyone. So with that, I really decided that I wanted to have my own business. I wanted the freedom that comes with the business. I wanted the decision-making power that comes with the business. I think I get a bit fed up of doing what others were telling me to do as well. Uh, I just wanted to have that liberty just to decide what is the next step and just and just make it happen. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's how I've decided that I wanted to become an entrepreneur. Um, and then uh, when I started, when I started to contemplate different ideas of becoming an entrepreneur, well, originally, you know, I'm a big fan of Shark Tank or Dragon's Den here in the UK. So I thought I had to have this brilliant idea, innovative product, you know, I would go in there, they'd be like, oh my God, it wasn't this cup in the market, this is brilliant, this genius. And my husband has all these sorts of silly ideas, which, you know, honestly, they're 100% silly, so you couldn't do anything with them. But both of us were really trying to be creative and realities, I'm just not very creative, you know, it's just not who I am. So I've, I've battled with that idea, couldn't come up with an idea. Then I started contemplating opening kind of shops, like baby food shops, uh, maybe a textile shops, because I'm Portuguese and Portuguese textiles are of very good quality. I could bring them into the UK, maybe sell them, all of it. And then I've applied the reality lens to it. And I thought, oh my God, am I good to a desk? I'm good to a shop, you know, and I'm seven days a week. And so it didn't work for me. It didn't give me the freedom that I want, not even the income. I didn't see the potential there to, to generate income that I wanted. So I guess, but within that process of contemplating things that I didn't actually work out for me, I started to really understand what was it that I really, really wanted. Uh, and in the process, I realized actually what I want is to help people. I want to feel closer to people. Uh, I managed big teams in banking and then towards the, my kind of the last year that I was there, I wasn't managing people and I started to miss that. <clears throat> Excuse me. You know, like the little interaction, the impact that I was having in their lives, so all of that. And, uh, that in combination with, I guess, feeling in touch with my true self again, I start having these visions of coaching sessions that I have had as being the coachee, not the coach, but the coachee on leadership. And I start to realize, wow, that's amazing. The coacher must get to the end of the day and feel, oh, I've empowered someone today. That's just an amazing feeling. And I guess all of that combined, I decided to take the leap, took a coaching certification and thought to myself, well, I don't do anything with it, at least I become a better manager. So no, went for it, didn't see any any downside to it. And then as I was going through the certification, wow, I was loving it. You know, the more I was doing it, the more I was seeing myself doing it full time, uh, working with people. Um, and then, yeah, I had my practice hours with my colleagues at the bank, people I used to manage, loved it even more and kind of knew what it was for me. <laughs> oh, that's great. Let's go back a little bit. You mentioned that there was something changed in you and you discovered that it's about to control the time, the working hours. So what about other people? How can they find? What is it like? What are the some, what is something that they find not working for them right now? How can they know that at the moment? Why they still working for it? Yeah. Yeah, it can be a lot of things, but the feeling always comes back to 
I feel out of place. This is very, this is kind of almost common ground. And you might feel out of place and you lose almost, you know, your sense of belonging. You lose the kind of that faith and that um, connotation of, oh, I'm doing great work that adds value. You kind of lose all of that. You know? And I guess that's the feeling that you have, but it can come from loads of different places. Uh, some of my clients start to feel that actually their personality and their values don't align to the work they do. You know, I had a client that she was in sales and she told me like at some point when I stopped and I realized that this is not for me, it's not aligned to my values. I don't want to be selling these sort of things because she was in financial services and she was not selling vacuum cleaners or she wasn't selling something basic, but this wasn't for me. So she had to walk away because it just didn't align to her true self. So it can come from that. It can come from a need of freedom or more flexibility um, or it can come with, uh, I guess, a, a wish of having a bigger impact in the world. That's very common as well. Um, yeah, but I guess it comes from different ways and they come unannounced primarily. You know, we don't plan for it to happen. You just one day you just start to feel kind of negative towards work. You start to have Monday blues. You don't want to go back to, to the office. Now, when you start, it's, it's really that feeling of uncomfort, like you're unsatisfied about your about your job. And I'm I'm sure that you have came across this type of scenario. Let me think. Mm-hmm. So, if you if you work in one bank, right, and you you um, you are not sure whether if you change to another bank, you will face the same mm-hmm. thing again or not. The same feeling would kick in or not. You know, so how would you uh, advise to your clients with this question? Yeah, I'm just curious by myself. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, the first thing that we do is understand if someone needs a job or a career change. And I'll explain what I mean by that, because a job is what you just said. You almost do the similar type role, just in a different organization. While it's a career change, you change fields. You might change industries completely, but you also change kind of your day-to-day work. Um, and it comes to, when it comes to change a job, primarily comes just because, I mean, you don't hate what you do. You actually, if you can alienate, alienate everything around it, for example, your manager, in case you have a bad relationship or your team environment, which you're not particularly thrilled about, um, you know, if you can eliminate that and you just look at your role and you say, actually, I enjoy what I do. Maybe you're very analytical and you're analyzing data. So you see the value of analyzing data and presenting results. You actually see the value of work, but the environment where you're actually doing your role is not great for you anymore. When that's the case, you typically just need a job change. Mm-hmm. So you go to a different bank or a different financial institution, and maybe you're thriving there because you have, again, maybe a better manager or maybe, you know, a better social life in there. Uh, and people are a bit more human. They ask you more about your day. Therefore, you're just happier because of that. So maybe that's, that's a good change. While if the other spectrum is actually when you look about what you do and you say, you know what, regardless of people around me, I don't like what I do. I'm fed up of looking at spreadsheets. You know, I want to have more human interaction, for example. And that's the case. And typically, you need to really reevaluate what you do for work. Mm. Can we? No, you mentioned that we cannot prove <laughs> But, you know, um, I think these days, HR really proactive on finding people that culture match to the, to the company. 
And yeah. it seems to me that it's not only culture these days. It's also involved with other factors in life, right? Like the current situation, money issue, family issue, um, um, economic yeah. or politics even sometimes. So that, that could change from many things. But in the case of unplanned, how long it would take for someone to make that decision that this is the day that I will start bringing this envelope to the supervisor or to the boss. <laughs> if you feel it in your gut, that's the best thing to say. Like, you know, uh, I always say, and I've, I've, I've heard this in a number of podcasts and I heard this expression that is so true. It's like, choose your harder. So what's harder for you to stay where you are or to move forward? And when it starts to become harder to stay where you are, is the moment that you're going to say enough is enough and I'm just going to go. Now, the specific timing will depend as well. Do you have anything else lined up? Because mm-hmm. if you don't, maybe you just need to head a new job, you know, because from a financial perspective, you cannot just quit, I guess, today and be without a paycheck and then, you know, wait in your sofa for a new job to land. So what I advise my clients is I, I help them to have a better mindset, to be more positive as to where they are, just truly just to cope I guess, in the interim while they, you know, prep their CVs, go for interviews, all of that. And once they have a new contract in place, they resign and they go to the new job. So that way, there's no financial risk involved. But you'll feel it. I think when enough is enough, I mean, I personally, I felt it in my stomach, honestly. Like, I went to the office one day and I could feel my stomach going round and round. And that day, I told my husband over lunch, that's it. I know this is not the place for me. I'm going to go full on with coaching. That's it. I'm going to invest in a business coach. I'm going to go online and I'm going to do it. That's it. So you will, I guess you will feel it. But yeah. Mm. I think this is another thing that, um, working women also think to define what success really means for them. Mm. I, I think that, success. that, you know, like because I'm from Asian background, my mm-hmm. success kind of like not only my success, also my parents' success, my family's success, even though they are also, they, they, they are very kind or not, not really pressure on me, but I know for the mm-hmm. fact that they want to talk to others about what I do, you know, this is another thing. <laughs> <laughs> but over there, the European, I think they have a different perspective because you are more independent to the family, but mm-hmm. it's also stressful about to think whether am I success yet or not, similar to Am I happy where I am right now? Yeah, it's a very interesting concept. And, you know, actually, I do a lot of speaking um, kind of events on on the, the theme of success and defining what success means for you. Exactly because it's such a, a vague notion nowadays. So traditionally, it was very, you know, it was almost black and white, which is success was money, power, being senior within an organization, security of the role. That would be, right? that would define it and everyone would fight for that. That's why we used to have job for life and so on. But nowadays, what we're seeing is that success is not long, it's not there anymore. It's not that. It's more about doing something that truly, truly fulfills you. And what that means, it's, it's very different from person to person. It's not about, oh, I'm going to give back to the world or I'm going to give, leave the world a better place than it was when I came here. For some people, yes, but for others, you won't be. What really, really, truly means is you need to understand what is important to you. 
what is it that you want out of a career? And that will be very different for you than it is for me, than it is for everyone, right? And But once you know that, then me having a job that fulfills all of that is a success. And, you know, in that, it's important to say as well that money, yes, it's a big part, right? But again, what good money or, you know, big money means for you and it means for me might be totally different things. Maybe for one person, you know, getting, I don't know, 1K a month is amazing. For other people, it will be 10K. For other people, it will be 100K. So that, again, really differs from person to person. But it's almost defined, okay, what is it that for me, I'll get to the end of the month and say, wow, this is an amazing paycheck. Happy because it gives you the lifestyle that you want. And not everyone wants to have a yacht, right? It's as simple as that. But some people do. And there's nothing wrong with that. So it's almost identifying that and whatever is it that you say, yes, this is important to me. This is what I want out of my career. This is what I want to do day in, day out. I want to get to the end of the day and tell my parents or my partner or my flatmate, that's what I did today. And you feel extremely pr- proud and fulfilled and excited about what you've conquered that day. If you do it, that's what success is for you. You mentioned something that I just think about. What do you mm-hmm. think, um, which one is harder for the single women versus married women that they want to change career or change the job? Which one are more difficult to handle? If you change a career, if you're single or if you're married. You yes, know? yes, that's what I mean. Uh, I think it depends. And mm-hmm. I'll tell you different perspectives. And then I'll throw in kids okay. in the middle. because i think uh, a married woman and a single woman have a different different support network so if you're single you might have very close parents or friends and if you do great or you might not have so you actually be feeling a little bit alone in that sense but as a married woman you can actually feel very lonely as well but you have someone that's very close to you so either they're very supportive or they're not supportive Mm. I would say that your supporting network is the one that makes the difference, either the parents or the husband. So when you are supported to be happy full stop, that is a lot easier to change careers. If you're not supported in that way, it's a lot more difficult. But then the married woman has a financial aspect to it that sometimes as a single woman you don't have. So as a single woman, sometimes you have more financial freedom to do that than as a married woman. It doesn't mean that it cannot be done because you, changing careers doesn't mean you're going to earn less money. doesn't mean that your money is not as secure. None of that. But the fear of doing it sometimes is greater there because you have, you know, a household to support alongside your husband, for example, uh, which can be a bit more difficult. So I'd say that. And then let me throw in kids because it's very important as well. So if you are, let's say, a mom, Again, you have the two spectrums. You have the financial. It's always your fear will always play harder when you have kids because you have others that you love above everything in the world that depend on your income. So that plays a huge part. But having said that, sometimes kids are the biggest inspiration, inspirations for change. Right? And I speak for myself. Mm-hmm. When I became a mom, I wanted to be the best mom ever. Right, as as I believe everyone does, but what that mean what that meant for me was I wanted to be a happy mom because I knew that if I was in a job that I hated that was stressing me out during the day, I'd come home with zero patience for my kids, 
And we all know that unfortunately, when we don't have patience for the kids, we just take our frustrations on them. And it's not fair to them. It's not fair to you. And your relationship is not going to be the best. So I didn't want that. I wanted quite the opposite. So that for me was a huge inspiration. And for a lot of my clients, kids are the biggest inspiration because of that same reason. So sometimes they can really, really help you. But if you are someone that's really fearful, it can play a huge part on your fear of not making the change. Mm. Wow, that's very important. I never think about that at all. Yeah. Mm. Because my parents didn't change career and not even change job. So I... Yeah, and you don't have kids yet, I guess. So, yeah. You know, but... I'm not married yet. So that's totally yeah. like out of my way. I just, I do change my career, but... Yeah, none of my surrounding are. Um, yeah, that's very important. You mentioned the last one, fear of not changing. Are they fear of change or they fear of success? They are both. Mm-hmm. And, and surprising, at least I found it surprising when I knew this, fear of success is actually more common mm-hmm. than fear of change. Because sometimes with great success comes the fear of, uh, you know, will I have enough time for my kids? What it happens if some suddenly I make huge amounts of money and I make double than my husband does? What happens if I make triple the money my friends make? What happens, you know, if I'm hugely successful and so forth, I'm going to have to travel a lot because I'm going to have to be everywhere. What happens to my personal life? You know, there's a lot of fear of success actually, uh, you know, out there that we don't recognize it as fear of success. We almost recognize it. Oh, you have almost fear of failure or imposter syndrome. Maybe you don't think it's good enough. Well, at the bottom is really fear of success. Mm. I mean, of course, the fear of change plays a role, right? It's unknown. Survival instinct kicks in, starts the little annoying voice that I call it inside of our head. What are you doing? Are you sure you're going to do that? <laughs> you know, all of that. It plays a role. The fear of success is just so common. It's it's crazy, yeah. So, in this case, even um, let's say that even the ladies who are thinking right now, um, mm-hmm. that okay, um, I'm in a job that I is require me to be committed to it, but I'm not happy with it. So, in your book, you mentioned creating joy. Why you started with creating joy? What joy really mean for you? I really love the joy moment. Like joy is like, I love this word. Why you should? Yeah, 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 me too. Yeah. <laughs> because, you know, it, yeah, it's, it's it, I guess it's the mission, right? Of us all is to be happy, to create joy, really, you know, in, in its true sense. Um, and that's why I, I choose this work. I mean, I do what I do to create more joy, to create more happiness. Because I see over and over again, particularly women, and you know that I work only with women. Of course, this is applicable to some men as well. But, you know, we we neglect ourselves throughout life because we want to be the perfect daughter, because we want to be the best friend, because we want to be an amazing wife, a supporting wife, because we want to be the best mom. And in this process, because it's in our DNA, I guess, just to really help people, support people, put others' needs in front of us in front of ours, we end up with this almost neglection of our own feelings and thoughts. We end up disconnecting ourselves to what is it that we really need 
clarity that we really want, you know. Just before this podcast, I was on a conversation with a potential client and she was telling me, you know, she just became a mom of two. So she had she had one kid and now she had the other. And a second kid, for the listeners that have two kids, they will know it's a game changer, right? It's way more busy than it was. If someone says it's easier, it's not. And it's not the same. It's just, you know, it's busy. And having a toddler and a newborn, it's hard, hard work. So with that, she was telling me like, Oh, you know, I just, I, I want to be kind. I want to be calm. And sometimes, you know, I, I feel I'm not really aligned to that. And I said, it's normal. You know, just absorb the normality of it all. It's absolutely normal. And then, you know, and she just had the baby, which is great. But I met women that have kids, you know, they're teenagers, they're going to university and they've neglect, neglected themselves throughout this process. And I guess creating joy is almost a statement to say, Let's stop this. And it should be a movement. Let's stop this. Let's stop thinking that it's okay for us because we are a daughter or a mom or whoever not to be happy. We all this earth to be happier, to feel better about ourselves. And only that way as well can we influence others to be happy, to be their best selves. Now when we, you know what, we're angry or we're resentful or something. So it's really bad. It's really about helping women with different examples that there are in the book, how can you overcome situations that you perceive that almost are happening to you for you to take control of it and to overcome it so that you say, no, this is happening for me. And how is this happening for me? And this way you learn to cope with things. You learn how to see the best in situations, what maybe lessons the situations are teaching you. And then you you, and you run with those and you, you transform your life for the better. That's really, really the goal. Do you think, do you think this type of mindset required to change only the lady in the house? I think everyone needs to acknowledge that. Because like sometimes you go oh, back yes. at home and the rest are like still the same. Even though you change, nothing else really matters, you know? There is no like <laughs> all in together for the better together. Yeah, so... Do you have you ever coached like their husband or their kids together or something like what's your experience? I just want to know. I'm just curious about that. No, absolutely. But you know, I haven't. That's the reality. I just coach the client, let's say. So the person. Um, but I have coached my clients to have difficult conversations with their mm. partners. So I have helped them with that, definitely. Yeah. Because yeah, there is a way of having a difficult conversation, right? And to start, I guess, sometimes to present the news that they want to change the careers if they has, you know, because as, as we were saying, as a married woman, it does have an impact on your husband, maybe the hours that you're going to work, the income that you're going to bring, all of that. So it's kind of to break that. Uh, sometimes even with parents, I had a client more recently, she had like a family business to run that she hated. <laughs> she didn't want it. So she had to break the news. So I coached her through that. So there are those elements, uh, yes. But then in terms of changing mindset outside the client, it's hard. But what I try to teach them as well is to almost remain in their power, remain positive and true to who they are, regardless of how the people react. And mm-hmm. I help them to communicate what they feel and what they need in a better way so that maybe the partner doesn't feel attacked. That makes sense, you know, because sometimes you can go to someone and say, oh, you did this, you did it. 
And if you start the conversation by you, suddenly someone is like, oh my God, you're attacking me straight away. <laughs> and we come on defensive mode and it almost becomes an argument straight away. While this, if you start the conversation by saying, I feel, but I'm more prone to listen to things. And if you give them time to then digest what you just told them uh, and allow for some reaction, because, you know, the first words that come out of someone's mouth when you get like a big news, if they're not thought through, they're just a reaction. So allow them to react and then have a calm conversation about it. So I help them through that, definitely. But yeah, it's it's hard to really change minds and requires effort. Uh, but yeah, it can be done, I guess. So in case um, any ladies who is listening right now and don't want to go through this alone, um, if you listen here and want to have some advice with guidance from a coach who have done this for many years, um, where can they reach out to you then, Joanna? Yeah, so um, I think the easiest way will be my website because I'm on social media, Facebook, Instagram, primarily on LinkedIn. Um, but I also have that's out there. There's an Amazon creating joy, and I have my my freebies i have you know all of that so if you go to my website which is www.coachingforprofessionals.online i believe you're going to put everything on the show notes anyhow but it's there you can find me there you can get in contact with me you can schedule a quick call if you want to have a chat and uh yeah i'm more than happy to help yeah you have to go through this alone at all so (laughs) no absolutely not (laughs) thank you so for sharing these amazing things i mean i have earn a lot of perspective that I have never think about and I'm sure my audience also think about that so if you're thinking that are you happy right now or not about your job or your career currently don't forget to check um, coachingforprofessionals.online um, everything will be put in the description below as well as on the podcast show notes thank you Jonah for joining Get Unstuck Radio today it's my pleasure oh I'm mine thank you so much for having me hope this episode inspired you to get unstuck wherever you are in your journey so that you can have your business that support your lifestyle. Get a show note at helpyougetunstuck.com today. Start implementing what you have learned. The results of your consistent effort and improvement are worth it because you deserve the freedom to enjoy your life. Speak to you next time and don't forget to get unstuck.